Okay, Yudam and Aleph, and there's Chazer, the end of the Gemara from yesterday. And then see the Mishnah again. So I'm going to start from five lines before it gets wide from Tanan, just to recap where we were holding right before then. The Gemara is asking Akasha now on Shmuel. We had three opinions in the Gemara. When you have a Sukkah, Agabe Sukkah, how much space do you need to have between the, between the two sukkahs to be considered a problem of sukkah gabe sukkah? We had the first opinion of Rav Huna, that it was going to be a tefach. We had Rav Chista, there was four tefachim, and Shmuel, there was ten tefachim. Each one gave their own um, logic for their, for their opinion. And the Gemara is now asking on Shmuel. So Shmuel, again, was the opinion of ten tefachim. And the logic behind Shmuel was, so the same way that to be a kosher sukkah, you need ten tefachim, meaning... That without that it doesn't have a shame sukkah. So too, when you come to make a sukkah gabi sukkah, it has to have a, an actual shame sukkah, which is going to be with ten tefachim, to be considered a sukkah gabi sukkah. Without that, it doesn't have the status of sukkah gabi sukkah. That was Shmuel's opinion. So Gemara asks on Shmuel from our Mishnah. That if it's no one's simply translated, no one's living in the Top one, then the bottom one's kosher. Doesn't pass all the bottom one if no one's there. So Gemara says, what does that mean? My What does it mean in the urine? and mamish. Simply translated that no one's actually physically living up there. Auto the urine kagarmi. Is there any any reason why in the world that a person living there should make a difference? Meaning whether someone is there or not there, that's not going to factor in in if it has a status of a sukkah gabe sukkah. Meaning, if it has a, if it's a real strong, good, big sukkah on top, the fact that no one's there should not take away from the status of a sukkah, and therefore that should have no way, any effect on sukkah gabe sukkah. So the Gemara says it can't mean wait; it's simply translated as elalav, my endurin, koshin real adira, and it must mean it's not fitting for adira. It can't be a place someone could actually live there. So how would it be not fitting for a dira? What is the case of a situation without royal dira? Simple case, the Gemara says, not tall tent vachim. And we know sukkah less than tent vachim is not something which a person can live in. And if you are just saying, it means durim belyein, which means it's not tent vachim, and therefore no one could has the ability to live there, certainly normally, that's not considered a sukkah, and therefore it's going to be Kosher, not considered sukkah gabi sukkah. Obviously, mechalal, Tanakama sover, afal bishena real adira psula. Tanakama says even though it's not real adira, which means it's not ten tefachim, it's still going to be pasul, even though it's a sukkah which is less than ten tefachim. So the Gemara says clearly it's a kasha and Shmuel. Shmuel is of the opinion that the pshat and Tanakama, the pshat in the first first sheet of the Mishnah. Was ten tvachim, and if it's ten tvachim, that's called sukkah gabe sukkah. But for the factor of Yehuda, says that that's considered a kosher. Obviously, the Tanakhama says even though it's not really dear, even though it's not ten tvachim, it's less than ten tvachim. It's still going to be a pasul sukkah. So how do you understand Shmuel fitting into the sheet of the Tanakhama? Kasher v'dimi Amar Amri b'Marava. So the Gemara wants to say a different shot. Then in Eretz Yisrael, in, in, in Marava, they wanted to translate Pshan in this Mishnah, 
somewhat differently. It does not mean a sukkah which is ten tvachim or less than ten tvachim. It's not the criteria of the sukkah. What it meant was a different shayna. If the top one is not livable in a different way, that it can't, it doesn't have the physical strength to hold the karam exasis, which, which we explain means the person with the karam exasis, with his pillows and blankets of the top one, which is the way no person normally would sleep and normally would be living in that space. So if it can't, if it can't hold the karam exasis, then then the bottom one is kosher. And again, for the same idea, the same logic, that if it's not strong enough to be able to have someone live there, that takes away from the shame dira, it takes away from the shame of this considered to be a, a livable space. Live there normally, again, normally means that you can live there with your pillows and blankets and not be worried it's going to collapse. So that's going to be considered a not really dira. So the Gemara says, it doesn't help. Michalal, you can still infer Tanakama Savar even though it can't hold karam exasis, it's still a puzzle. Meaning, that it's not something which has the ability to be a, a livable space, it's still going to be puzzle. And where Rashi explains, so the same halacha should apply, which is not ten tvachim. Meaning, if it's all about that, whether the sukkah is a usable space or not usable space. So if the, you're right, I, I'll agree, the pshat in the, in Enyur is not talking about ten tvachim. Something totally different. Whether it has the strength to hold and support properly a person with his pillows and blankets. Okay. Satanakam is saying if it can't support it properly, that's going to be not considered a sukkah. It doesn't have a shame sukkah. And if it's not called sukkah, it's got to be sukkah. Tanakama says even though it cannot support normally and properly a person there with his pillows and blankets, still it's going to be considered a a sukkah, got sukkah. Obviously, the criteria for being a living space is not necessary according to Tanakama. So, says Rashi, the same way that you don't need the criteria of living space vis-a-vis the strength of it and the ability for it to hold anything, you shouldn't need the living space vis-a-vis Ten Tvachim either. And still a question on Shmuel, because Shmuel says, no, you need to have a kosher sukkah, which means proper living space and proper ability to stay there and be there and be there normally. So, it's still a question on Shmuel that Tanakama seems to say, even though it's not a functional sukkah, still it's going to be considered a sukkah, which is sukkah gabi sukkah. Skumara says, no. Ikibinayu, diyukhayu lekabe diyatchak. Both Tanakam and Yehuda are talking about a sukkah that you could live there. You could live there with your pillows and blankets, you could, you, could, you could be there. And it's a livable space, it's a usable space. That's not what we're dealing with, it's not usable. It is usable, according to both of them. The only discussion regarding between Yehuda and the Rabbanon was whether it's usable in a geschmack way, in a, in a way which you're not concerned at all about the falling, or it's only usable which is, again, a little bit shaky, a little bit flimsy, a little bit, uh, right, the person's a little concerned about it. So, reviewed is saying, if it's not real adira, which means real adira means normal adira, not, not through a deyatchak, not through a shaky type of situation, that's where reviewed is saying, if it's not that, that's not considered sukkah gabi sukkah. On that, the Rabbanon uh, Tanakam argues and says, no, even though it's not fully gishmak, not fully uh, uh, comfortable to be there, as long as it's something which you could live there and could be there, that's going to be a sukkah gabi sukkah. But it's not a question on Shmuel, because Shmuel is talking about a sukkah less than Tantvachim, which you can't be there at all. It's not a normal living space at all. 
person can't fit there, you can't stand there, you can't go there, and then it's not considered to be a normal space at all. And to that, of course, Shmuel would say, it's not considered a sukkah gabi sukkah. But a sukkah which is, which is um, not really dira, that's not what we're talking about. Clear? Okay, take that all as a yes. Making it so difficult, this uh, this um, situation. And you're talking, you're screaming, you're commenting, no one to hit on the back. It's a very depressing massive. See some people smiling. I'm not sure what they're smiling about. I'm not sure they're even talking to me. They're talking to their wife in the background. But um, All right. Imagining the slap on the back. Imagining it. Uh, okay, good. Try it. Do it to yourself. See if it works. Okay, I'll be double-jointed to, to do it well. Okay. Let's see. Um, let's start at the Mishnah. We started it last night. New Mishnah, new Mishnah, new discussion, new sugya. Unrelated to the last sugya. Hopefully the last one was clear. And this one now will go right there. Person spreads a sand and a sheet on top of the schach to protect from the sun. Underneath the schach to protect from the falling uh, pine cones or whatever the things, the, the leaves or needles that fall from schach. For those of you used in the past, uh, the evergreen schach or anything similar to that, you have plenty of stuff ends up, plenty of stuff ends up in your soup ends up in your lap, ends up on your hat, ends up on your suit. So you want to try to avoid these things ending up in your soup and having a, a pine-filled soup. So you spread this, you spread this uh, sheet underneath the sukkah. Or the, you spread the sheet on top of a kinef, which is a canopy bed. Again, this is a four-post canopy. So psula, it is possible. As we pointed out last night, the word puzzle is a little bit difficult word because in the first two cases, it makes sense that it's puzzle. It puzzles the sukkah. There's a sheet spread on top of the whole sukkah or underneath the whole bottom. And that's the puzzle sukkah. That makes a lot of sense. The word psula, vis-a-vis case number three, doesn't really fit. It's not really an accurate word because psula means that the sukkah is puzzle. This is not a sukkah which is a psula. This has a canopy bed which the person sleeping there is not going to be used to his mitzvah sukkah. It doesn't puzzle the sukkah. So Rabbi Berger suggested a shot last night, which I think might be a, a, a working shot. I looked around a little more. The Chaynim just seemed to learn that's Lav Vadavka, that, I mean, there's a Baral talk that mentions this, that it's just, you're right, Psul does not necessarily the same in all three cases. The first case is actually passes the Sukkah. Third, in the third case, it's really somewhat Lav Davka, really means more that it's not considered to be you being it to the, the mitzvah. But regardless, the point is that the sheet is definitely considered to be a Barrier between you and the and the schach, and therefore it's going to be possible. Avil, peris v'agam in a klita amita. You're allowed to spread a sheet on top of a two um, two post bed, which means like a teepee. So you have as one post in in either end at the end of the bed, and then you have a cross beam across, and the sheet comes down on both sides. So basically, it's like a teepee or like a tent on top of the bed. In that case, even though a person is sleeping underneath this tent, underneath this uh, this sheet, 
he's still going to be, it's not going to invalidate his ability to be Yotzeh the Sukkah. And the simple reason what Rashi explains is it doesn't have an oil tefach. We know it to be considered an oil. It has to have the width, the roof has to have a width of a tefach, width and length has to have a, right, the size of a tefach to be considered a valid oil, a valid roof. And this is not. So therefore, basically, we look at it that which oil are you under? You're not under the oil of the sheet because the sheet's not an oil. It doesn't have a shame oil. It's not considered at all a, a real covering. If so, the default will be that you're actually underneath the schach because you don't factor in this, you don't factor in this, um, this sheet on top of you since it doesn't have the ohel status. It's not wide tefach. That's the, the, the distinction in the two cases whether you have a four post bed or a two post bed. Okay. Going 13 minutes and 4 seconds, I haven't heard one word yet. So I'm not sure, this might be a record. I'm not sure it's a good record, but it's a record. Okay, I'll keep going. I, I can chime in with a question. Ah, good. Shkaya, thank you. Of, um, Say, s- a, scream a, it out. Rabbi uh, Eliezer is, uh, he's, uh, when we, we're listing, um, Muted. All, all, all I'm sorry, I'm sorry, you're muted. All these rabbis have, have a reason for that they say that the sukkah is more kovea. And Rabbi Eliezer brings the minority opinion that if you have a, a teepee or, or like, like leaning against the wall, right. that that would be possible. But it seems that the, the, the majority opinion is that it would be kosher. So I wonder if, if this case is not going to work unless you have a mamish roof style thing. Because otherwise, if you're under like this, this sloped thing and your actual schach is sloped, well, there's not going to save you. That's a very, it's a very interesting point. You're saying in a sukkah, which according to those who say a sukkah is kosher, like like a lintu or or a tipi, and then you had this thing underneath, would there be any distinction in that? So that's a fascinating question. Or is it possible that this is this is representing the opinion of Rabbi, Le- Rabbi Eliezer then, because right. he's the one who says right. it's not a good roof. It's not a good roof for sukkah, therefore it's not a good roof at all. Right, right. It's very interesting. It's very interesting. I have to think about that. Um, it's a point worth worth uh, thinking about. I'm not sure. Does it make any difference? Okay, we'll get some. We'll think about that further. So, Amr of Chistov. This is a fascinating, fascinating. A question on the Mishnah before we continue. Yeah. Why? Are, it's general. Why are more, a lot of Mishnahites reigning in the Bidiyav as opposed to Lo Yifro Yisol As opposed to if you already did it, the Allah is that it's. Also. I don't know if there's a difference. It just sounds more like the Yevid or the So it, 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 the truth is, it's a big, there's a big Shaila actually on this Mishnah, if it's the Chathila or the Yevid. Because I hear you saying, no, in the Apostle case, it should make a difference. Um, I mean, Pyrus is Elash Lachatrila, right? The Abu Pyrus, you could be Pyrus, no? The end of the Mishnah. Yeah, you're right, the beginning of the Mishnah is Elash Lachatrila, but you have a Pyrus you did. So, we're going to have to the ratio. Since the ratio already says that. Right. 
I mean, the 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 ratio could be a chiddush, even though even with the evidence, it's possible, right? Because if, if it's only, if it's a case of that it's possible, so the chiddush could be hagufa. Even even with the evidence, this is possible. It's not a psal Even with the evidence, it's possible, right? If you were to have a lashon of layas, with the evidence, it would be mutter. I, 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 you could think that maybe. Maybe so. I, I, I hear it more when the case was saying it's possible. Trying to tell you that it's how extreme the psal is. Don't think it's just the psal lachatchila, but it's even the psal of the evid lachayra. Okay, so Amr of Chizur. This is a tremendous chiddush. Lo yishanu. It's only possible. It's only possible. Elof ne'anesher. When you put this. Sheet up for and the same thing is for which is the first part of the Mishnah. If you put it off for beautification, you put it off for some sort of decoration, then Kshera. It's an incredible Chiddush. Think about this case for a second. You're taking a sheet, let's say a beautiful colored sheet, which has a very decorative, very nice. You're spreading it over your schach, let's say, right, underneath the, that looks very beautiful, looks very nice. And if you put it lenaisa, it's kshera. It's kosher. Now, even though the person is not sitting under the schach now, he's sitting underneath this, this, uh, this, this sheet, right? And still, the, the fact that he did lenaisa, the fact that he did it for beautification, is going to tell you that it's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be kosher. Sounds like, that once it's once it's lenaisa, that it's like bottle, it's like nullified to the um, to the schach, and does not in any way invalidate inv- invalidate the schach. Now we're going to see exactly where it's placed and, and exactly the the, the 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 placement, but lechayra. If you ask anyone, if you take a sheet. And put it totally blocking your schach. If that's going to invalidate it, I think anyone would say, of course that's possible. Of course that's a possible schach. You have, you're not sitting under the schach. And the Gemara is saying, no, if it's lenaisa, it's kosher. It's kosher. Is that the same thing if he puts something, a uh, beautiful thing over a four-post bed, that it should be kosher? Ah, ah, excellent question. Excellent question. question. So, would that also apply on, over under a four-post bed? Let's let's hold that question because we're gonna we're gonna see, perhaps, um, so I mean I, I could, we could just I mean I'm gonna just jump ahead that we're gonna see later on on Amid Bays that Noi, and this is a, a general question when you make when you put your decorations up, we really have the same question. Do your decorations in any way in, make problems for your schach? Most of us put decorations on the schach, and they're really could be blocking between you and the and the schach. Is that an issue? Is that a problem at all? Pat this list of decorations across the whole thing, which actually is very similar to this case. Do those decorations at all make a problem? So we'll see in the Gemara now in the base. That if it's within four tvachim, it's not an issue. It's not an issue. The, the basic as far is that 
decorations within four tvachim of the schach are considered bottle to the schach. Bottle to the schach. And truth is, similar to what we're saying over here, that lenoisa, when something is for aesthetics, something is decorative, it's bottle, it becomes nullified to the actual schach. We don't consider it to be something as its own independent entity. It's bottle. It's there just for decorative aspects of the of the of the of the schach. So that that would make sense when it's going to be like the case of by, right by the schach. Once it's outside four tefachim from the schach, Gemara says clearly, even the noy, the decorations, could be an issue if it's outside four tefachim from the schach. So now back to your question about the bed. The bed, I would assume, is way more than four tefachim removed from the schach. Let's let's assume that, which I think is the, is this uh, in the classic case, right? The the the, the, the schach is you know is, is six feet tall, whatever, seven feet tall, eight feet tall, and the the bed usually is, is nowhere as high as that, and more than four tefachim. So then that would not be okay, because that that lenoisa for sure is going to be an issue if it's more than four tefachim away from the schach. That's one aspect. The second aspect is is that the same way we were saying that the sheet is bottled to the schach. It, it's very logical to say it's only when it's actually connected to the schach. If it's not at all connected to the schach, it's connected to the bed. So then, how is it bottle? As a bottle to the schach, right? So for for two reasons, with very connected reasons, I don't think it would be true by a bed because it's one more than four tefachim, and two, it's not bottle to the schach. But if it's on the schach and within four tefachim, that's what we're saying it's bottle. Okay. That's fitting the Rashi's in the Mishnah, because Rashi says that it's both both points. Rashi says in the Mishnah, even if it's Bernaya on the bed, and it's and the bed top is far from the schach. The same two points. Rashi mentions the Bernaya point. Yeah, both both things that that Rav just said are in the Rashi's. Okay, I, I missed that. One second. The second and the third Rashi. Oh, you're right. Rashi is my first. No, you're right. I did not see that. Okay, Shkarach. I must have missed that Rashi. It's Lenoi. Even right. if it's Lenoi. Right, right. Like saying either way, the bed case, either way is going to be no. Problem. Right, very good. Shkarach. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Right. And then so, the next one, he says... That it's far from the stock. Right. So that, that that's where the mitzi is of where it is. Right. 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 Okay. Good. Good. So Amram Chistalishanu Alfnei Nesher. Avlanisakshir. If it's for decorative purposes, then it's going to be kosher. Versus pshita. Why? Mifnei Nesher. The Mishnah actually says Mifnei Nesher. The Mishnah actually points out. This idea of so maybe it's a chiddush in, in logic, but it's actually explicit in the Mishnah. The Mishnah is telling you the reason why it's actually going to be a problem is because you put it for the sake of nesher. That means not for the sake of night, not for the sake of beauty or for aesthetics. So it's clear from the Mishnah itself that it's going to be based, the soul is based on the fact that it's Vinayan Nesher. So it says, Mao the Tamer, you might have thought, who I didn't feel 
maybe when the Mishnah said, Fnanesha was Lav Dafka. Really, Fnanesha also is puzzle. Vahaydik, Tani, Mifnanesha, Orchad, the Milsukatani. And the reason why it says that in because that's the, probably the most normal case, the most classic case, the most normal case, they're going to have a, a sheet there. Most people don't put sheets up for decorative purposes. Most people put sheets up to catch the pine, whatever leaves that are, that are falling. So the Gemara says, therefore, that's why it said Fnanesha is much more because of the Orchad, the Milsa, because that's the classic case. But maybe it would have been true regardless whether it's Lanesa or is, or is the for the sake of Vnanesher, Kamash no, the Mishnah is Badafka. The Mishnah is saying it only true when it's going to be for the sake of Vnanesher, but if it's Lanesa, it's not going to be, it's not going to be kosher. So let me misayilate. Kamar wants to bring a raya to to Rav Chista's halacha. Rav Chista was, was just mechadish to us that Lanesa is going to be okay. It says, the Gemara, I want to bring a raya to Rav Chista. Leim Messiahly. Sikhra kechasa, a person made a schach, kechasa, kosher, good, regular schach. And then he decorated it, like we do. But decorations, vitra, any, any, vitra literally means like a crown, but it's like a decoration. Bikramim, either put kramim there. Kramim, Rashi says, is a type of clothing, like a, a colored clothing. Or, Sadina um, Mitsuyarin, which are uh, like sheets. That's um, a sheet that is that is a that is a colored sheet, like also like a decorative type of sheet. So either again, colored clothing or colored sheets. The talaba, and he hung on it. A geizen, uh, nuts. Shkedim is almonds. Afrasikin is is peaches. Remainim is pomegranates. Prachili anavim, bunches of of grapes. Itari shal shibolin is uh, like um, pieces, uh, like uh, things, uh, stalks of wheat, which also could be used for 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 decoration. Yenois shmanim v'salsais. It's obviously it's 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 wine in some sort of cup, some sort of um, decorative glass. I wonder how exactly it balances. Alvashi just says it was a glass cup. I imagine it was maybe somewhat closed in on top, or just it was very tight standing up. She had a glass cup of wine, or shaman or oil, or or um, salsas, which are also some sort of flower. I guess also it looks it looks nice. So there are all these different type of decorations which are on top of your sukkah. Says the says the Mishnah also this topic, man. You cannot use them. You cannot benefit from them. Add matziyant of achlan shalchag. Until This is what we had before, this concept, that something which is set aside for the sake of the sukkah is muktzah. It's muktzah, which means, not muktzah, the way we normally think of muktzah vis-a-vis Shabbos and Yantif, it's huktzah la mitzvah, so set aside for the, for the mitzvah, and to actually also to use it, or benefit from it, or eat it, the whole Yantif. Why? Once you set it aside for the sake of the mitzvah, you can no longer have the ability to use it. So if, let's say on Cholomah you decide there was a delicious grapes hanging on my sukkah and I want to go eat from those grapes, the lachas is aser. It's muktzah, it's set aside for the set aside for the mitzvah. We mentioned this last time we saw this. As an aside, of course, if it falls down, so if it's a Cholomah, you can put it back up. 
it's not muktzah that you can't move it or touch it. That would be true regarding yantif. If decorations fall on yantif or shabbos, they are muktzah because they're they weren't meant to be used. They weren't meant to be moved. They're meant to sit on your sukkah. But on chalamar, you can move them, you can touch them, you can have no problem with that. But also the stavim, you cannot partake of them. You cannot in, eat from them or use them for any other purpose because they are set aside for the mitzvah. However, then hisnalein, if you made a tanai, which means when you put them up, you spoke out. Oh, I want to have these decorations here only for, let's say, the first two days of Yantif. And Cholomite, I want to eat the grapes, or I want to eat the, drink the wine, whatever it may be. <coughs> the Lachas, you're allowed to do that. That means you can make a tanai that when I'm setting it aside, it has limitations. Limitations in time. I only want it to be set aside for X amount of days, but after those X amount of days, I want to actually use them, eat them, and enjoy them. So I can do that. Vimhisnai, Kolofi Tanai. To make a tanai, it can go based on whatever tanai you make up, as many days as you have in mind, that's going to be valid. So it's, it's clear from this Mishnah, clear from this Brisa, that a person put up all these decorations and they in no way <coughs> invalidate his sukkah, invalidate his ischach. Which is the question we mentioned before, that why does any decoration invalidate your ischach? And the Gemara says it must be a proof that when it's lenoisa, when it's there for decorative purposes, it's bottled to the ischach, it's going to nullify to the schach, and therefore, that's why there's no problem with these decorations. So it's a riot to Rav Chista, that when you put something there only for decorative purposes, not for purposes of, again, to catch something, or for other purposes, or for the sun, but you put it there only for the sake of dec- decoration, it's clear from this b'risa that in no way affects your sukkah and doesn't do something. So the Gemara says, no, Dilma minatzad. Maybe when it's said that you, you're putting these things are, you know where they were hanging? It wasn't hanging from the schach. They were hanging from the side, from the roof. I'm sorry, from the, from the walls. That's what they're hanging from because the main point of this b'risa wasn't about anything blocking your schach or blocking your ability to be sitting under them. The point of this b'risa was, can you use them? Can you eat from them? Can you partake of them? That was really the main point of this b'risa. So the Gemara says you don't really see anywhere that the that these decorations were on top of the sukkah, even though it said, again, that they were hanging. Okay, hanging can be from the walls. You can hang anything from the walls. What would be the point of saying Sechah Kehel Tassah then? The whole point, the price is saying Sechah Kehel and these things are hanging from the sukkah. Otherwise, that point's irrelevant. That's an excellent question. So, so according to this tzad, right, it, it, the, the, that doesn't, doesn't really fit well. Does not really fit well. Yeah, it, it's... Uh, itra also sounds like it's on top, doesn't it? Um, I mean, itra just really means de- decorated. I don't know if, uh, you know, what what are you Is decorating? Like a crown? Yeah, I mean, but I, I think it's... It, yeah, it does literally mean a crown. I think it's used in the context of decoration, of, of decorative. I don't know that it's... Um, uh-huh. doesn't have to be on the top. The first two words are stronger. Right, right here. Right here. It's a good, it's a good... Oh, okay, so I'm just... 
Wow. Okay, the Pnei Shu asked you kasha. Pnei Shu asked you kasha. Very good shmak. I, I want to go, I just see a quote over here. I want, I want to go through it better. He has a cheshben in, in, in Lomnitz. But tomorrow I'll speak it out. I just want to go through it inside. Pnei Shu asked kasha. And, um, Shem, we'll, uh, we'll get back to it tomorrow. Okay, let's do a, let's do a quick chazar. I'm going to try what we did tomorrow, what we did last night. There's nine people on. If everyone could stay, um, I'm just going to do, it goes randomly. Um, it assigns people if I just do it. So I'm going to create rooms. Oh, I just lost something. Okay. Um, One down. Okay. Everyone's invited. Everyone's invited to go join them. Okay, I, I ended up with you. You want to say or you want me to say? Can I hear you? I'm not hearing you. Microphone is broken. Okay, let's. Uh, I'll, I'll. I'll say. Okay, I, I start from the Mishnah. Okay, says the Mishnah, you don't know, have an Aleph. Pierce Lasadin Fnei Achama, I Tachter Fnei Anesha. 